0: Hollywood Live Extra with Tanya Hart. My guest today is a very special person. It is Ron Simon, CEO of Simon Says Entertainment. Recently, he won his fourth Tony Award for Best Revival of a Play for August Wilson's Jitney, making him the winningest African-American Tony Award-winning producer of all time and cementing him as the leading Broadway producer, working really hard to bring diversity to the stage. Ron, congratulations, and thank you for joining us.
1: Well, thank you, and I appreciate the accolades.
0: Oh, absolutely. You know what? Uh, There are so many congratulations and accomplishments that we could talk about. The Tonys aired recently. Did your favorites win?
1: I would say that a number of good shows uh, won, um, Mm -hmm. but I have to say that there weren't too many surprises for me. Yeah, Um, yeah. I think those of us in the business uh, were... Expecting the the chips to fall uh, where they made the band's visit has been from critics and from producers' point of view a strong player. Though yes, they are, there may be other shows who have performed better. Um, it's a really good piece of
0: work. Well, that's true. I mean, and and who would know better than someone like you who had the the privilege, really, of producing an August Wilson piece. Any August Wilson piece, you know, is always Amen. a privilege to me. Uh, but what does it take, really, to be to produce a stage play? I think people don't really understand that.
1: Well, the first thing it takes is stick to itness You have to devote and drive and push to make something out of nothing, which is what you begin with, beyond the script, of course. Um, I think it would be very helpful to have connections in the industry, people who have done the path before or gone down the path before you, who Mm -hmm. can advise and support you in that endeavor. I think that you have to have patience because, you know, there is your plan and then there's God's plan. And, (laughs) you know, they may not intersect exactly where you want them to intersect. And so the challenges are... Many and varied from trying to find a theater where you can produce your play. um, That's challenging because at the moment, you know, though there are 46 Broadway houses, um, there are two, somewhere between two and five deep in terms of shows who want to get into those spaces. So there's more supply than there is, you know, locations to, to tell all the stories that we producers want to tell. Wow. I think it doesn't hurt to have a strong business sense, um, and I think it's important to have good taste so you know when you run across a good story and when you run across a mediocre story. So being discerning is very key. Those are the ones that I would say are the most important. Now. Knowing people with a lot of money doesn't hurt either. Just FYI. Ah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because somebody does have to pay for all of this. But let's go back to what you just said about having a good business sense. You know, you've been on a journey here. You grew up in inner city Detroit. Uh, You Mm -hmm. were an executive at Microsoft and IBM. Uh, And then you became a businessman with your own very successful, Simon Says, production company. Let's talk a little bit about that journey. Um, You know, how did you, did you start out as a kid when you were in Detroit? By the way, did you go to Cass Tech? Because all my folks did.
1: <laughs> Everybody. I, I tell people, if you ever meet anybody outside of the city of Detroit and they're successful, chances are nine out of ten of them went to Cass Tech.
0: They went I to said. Cass Tech.
1: It's true though It's true The the technicians don't mess around I don't know what they're Putting in the water Down there with them kids But they make it happen Um, But a lot And I wanted to go to Cass Tech But my mother pressured me To go to U of D High Instead Because it was a College prep school And so I acquiesced
0: well, that's okay. It seems to have worked out well for you anyway. But, you know, we've heard so many bad things about Detroit. I'm from Michigan, too. My family's from that that part of the world. And so, you know, you don't expect a lot of times for all the inner-city Detroit kids to turn out okay, but many do. Uh, yeah. What is up with that? And, and th- talk a little bit about that journey, being an executive at Microsoft, and how that really catapulted you into being a very successful Broadway television producer and now, actor, because we we'll gonna get into that in a minute too.
1: Well, you know what? I <clears throat> excuse me. Um, let me back. up. Where do I begin? Not at the beginning. That's too far back. So, I was been a corporate guy for you know many, many years. I was a mm-hmm. software development engineer. I used to develop artificial intelligence based systems for Fortune 500 companies on how to use artificial intelligence to improve their business practices, their manufacturing systems, et cetera, et cetera. And then I moved, went back to grad school and got my MBA in marketing, which then led me to be um, go to Microsoft in Seattle. And it was there that I really got to understand marketing and business planning and the things that I didn't learn as a programmer, as a software development engineer in my mm-hmm. previous life. So that's where I cut my teeth. On understanding positioning and all the things that go along with marketing, mm-hmm. but I have to tell you, I never gave up on the dream of acting. Um, I referred to <clears throat> acting as my dream deferred, as Langston <laughs> would you say back in the day. <laughs> um, I, when I came out of school, I was applying to a number of corporate jobs as well as one acting program, which is the Yale School of Drama. And I hadn't finished my application, but I had gone through all the interviews, and I had decided that I was going to accept a job at HP. I made that decision because my family, uh, my mother had me at an an older age, my grandparents were already retired, and so there was going to be no breadwinner in the family since I'm an only child. So Mm -hmm. I decided to take care of the family. I needed to have a reliable paycheck, and, you know, let's be honest, actors don't usually have a reliable paycheck. So I had made that decision and I was going on. So one day, and this is where the Dream Deferred began, I got this phone call. It was like, uh, hi, is this Ron Simon? Yes, it is. Hi, I'm Catherine, blah, 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 and I'm the head of admissions at the Yale School of Drama. And I was like, oh, hello. (laughs) She said, well, as you know, the deadline is passed for the application process, but we were very impressed with what we'd seen, and so we'd like to extend the deadline for you. Now, I don't know wow. about you, but though nobody ever in my life has no deadlines to me. I'm always okay. rushing to get to that deadline. <laughs> okay. So when she said that, my mind started racing, right? I'm like, oh, my God. Is she saying that I actually couldn't get in? Because part of the reason why I didn't finish it was, well, I'm not going to get into Yale because it's, it's Yale. It's the Yale School but of Law. Yeah, the, yeah. you know, the most prestigious, arguably, you know, the acting program in the country. And so I got very nervous, and I got very scared. And I didn't know what to say. So I did what I, I did. What I do when I get nervous, which is to say, I started talking. And I went into what I'm doing now with you, which is going into my life, and, you know, my parents, and grandparents, <laughs> and breadwinning, and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I took this job at HP and blah, blah. blah. And then I got to the end of my autopilot talking and, I was still thinking, like, oh, my God, wait, 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 so so, 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 is this, God is telling me I should go here, right, that's what this, is. Is that what this means, that must be what it means, but I can't afford right. that place, can I afford that place, I can get some more loans, but I to that's my current student loan. so my mind is racing about what to do next, and she says, well, I'm sure you're going to be very successful in your career, we're sorry you won't be joining the fall class, but we wish you all the luck, and she hung up the phone. And I sat there and I looked at that wall in front of me, which happened to be blank. And I stared at it for what felt like probably about 45 minutes. It probably was only more than five or 10 minutes. And I was teetering on the pin of so many emotions and feelings and thoughts that I was nearly paralyzed. But after that period of time, let's call it reflection. Mm -hmm. I said, you know what? I accept this as I signed. This is God telling me something. And what I hear the guy is telling me is that maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but one day you are going to be a professional actor. And so that wow. became my dream deferred. So going back to my career through technology and then through business at Microsoft, there came a time in my career where I felt a change was needed. And so I therefore said, let me bring my head up out of the sand and consider life on a broader scale, which meant that I needed to consider this acting um, passion that I'd had for years and years and years. So Which I applied you will to the University of Washington yeah. School of Drama, and I got in. And so uh, that, and that, that started me acting to, in the producing, And now we're on the phone with you.
0: And, and you've got your acting, uh, another acting role coming up in Departures alongside Maisie Williams, HBO's Game of Thrones girl. And, uh, you know, I want to talk a little bit about that, but I want everybody to know that they are listening to Hollywood Live Extra. I'm Tanya Hart. My guest today is Ron Simon. He is a producer, actor, filmmaker, hyphen it, and everything else that we can think of in this business. So you just produced, uh, you were executive producer of The Seagull, which is a film that It just came out uh, not even a month ago, starring Annette Bening and Elizabeth Moss. And now you're going to be acting in Departure. So all of your career stuff. You know, Rod, what a great story this is. Because you really are showing people how when you have something in your heart and a passion, really, you can make all this stuff happen.
1: Well, you know, I, I, I get this people are impressed that I made that decision. Of course, I'm not terribly impressed by it because to me, that's just my journey. But I will say this, there was, you know, I took a couple of weeks um, at the time when I was thinking the transition was necessary from the corporate world. And there was the gnashing of the teeth and the wringing of the hands. But Mm -hmm. what I decided was that I didn't. Want, I never want to be that person who have who lives their life with and then ends it with regrets. Oh, I should have done this. I could have done that. You know, I would have done this or I would have been that. No. So I said, this is the thing. This passion of acting has not left you in 19 years. So you need to blank or get off the pot right now. <laughs> and right. though I was only I was 40 years of age, I said, you know what? Go for it because this is your life, and if you are want to spend the rest of your life in corporate America, which is a viable option, um, but if you're going to do it with regret, then you can't live that life. You have to follow your yeah. dream. So, you know, 19 years after I had that conversation with Yale School of Drama, I became an actor. And so, for me, the message that I like to share with people is that if you have a passion for something go for it you don't have to go for it today or tomorrow but you should plan on it and if it's a real dream that you believe in then follow your dream live your life as full as you can and i'm not saying that it's going to be wildly successful because i didn't know if i was going to be successful as an actor and i didn't even think i was going to even be a producer when i was at the uh in school i didn't even know what the Mm -hmm. hell they did
0: you didn't know what they did right
1: (laughs) You know what I mean? So now, but now I feel like I feel people ask me, do you miss Microsoft, do you miss corporate America? And I'm like, absolutely not. I do not because I'm focused on my life right now. Now, I feel that when I find, for me, what's really sad, when I meet people who have this extraordinary gift and they just set that gift aside. They ignore the gift. And, you know, they focus on the money. But knowing that you have to take care of bills, I did that. I, You know, I didn't go right into the acting program, the acting school.
0: Right.
1: I had to make money. And I did make money. But I kept my dream alive. And, and you thank have God to do I that. did.
0: Thank God you did. Because you know what? You also produced Scandals Phenom Joe Morton's, a.k.a. Papa Pope's, Drama Desk award Award-nominated stage play, Turn Me Loose, which I saw here at the Annenberg Theater, and I was (laughs) on the edge of my seat. Thank you.
1: Edge of my seat.
0: Edge of my seat. Every I got to tell you,
1: Joe Morton is a—he is a juggernaut, in my humble yes, opinion. he is. If, if, if yes, there's anyone is. in your audience who is an aspiring actor, go see when we produce it in your town or near you. Turn me loose with Joe Morton because oh. he—it is a masterclass in acting.
0: Oh, it is. And and let's t- share with everybody. It's actually the story of uh, Dick Gregory. It's Dick Gregory's life story. And he mm-hmm. plays in and out of Dick Gregory's life story. Um, I, you know, I I've had known Dick most of my life. And uh, I just found the whole thing. I, I was speechless. I was speechless. Mm-hmm.
1: I gotta tell you, I there's some plays that I never get tired of seeing and I never get tired of seeing Jim Morton perform that role. He's I feel so blessed. And I'ma tell you, the moment that I felt the most blessed was when Dick Gregory told us that he thought that he would die in obscurity. But because we produced our his play, the story of his life at the West Side Theater, he knows that his legacy will continue. And when I tell you that, that was so incredibly moving to me, because this is an icon, this is one of the, you know, the luminaries of the civil rights movement. A lot of people don't realize or remember that he was such an activist in his day. In fact, he yes, left he his career, a very lucrative career as a comedian, to be an activist. And, and so for me, talk about a selfless man, he was it was just it warmed my heart to not only tell the story but to know that he felt that, and uh, that we would his legacy would continue and unfortunately he did live long enough to see the production happen there but yes, he I didn't heard. make it yes. long enough to see us make it to Broadway so that's yeah. a, that's a regret of mine
0: I know but it's okay cuz he did see it and i know he loved it now is that ever going to be turned into a movie is that a possibility since you produce movies too <laughs> Oh, absolutely!
1: Everything's a possibility. I am always looking for content that can live in, ver- in a variety of mediums. You know, like I right. just went to a play reading—sorry, uh, a screenplay reading—last week and by the uh, and was invited by the writer director, and he said, "Well, you are you interested in doing this film?" I said, "Actually, what I'm interested in doing is a television show based on this." Uh-huh. So. I will see content and say, you know, where I feel it might live best or begin best. And then does it have a life going forward? So I'm very optimistic for a film
0: at some point about this. Oh, I really hope so. I really hope so. What's coming up next for you? I know we got to let you go. We could sit here and talk a long time. I know you've got uh, you had some films um, that did very well at Sundance uh, Mm -hmm. and, you know, you just got it going on. So what else is what's coming up next?
1: Well, uh, in addition to Turn Me Loose, which is going to be running um, uh, in the D.C. area this fall at the Arena Stage, I'm also producing um, a new musical called Ain't Too Proud, which we premiered um, in Berkeley, California, and now we're going to run at the Kennedy Center this month, and it's about the life and times of the Temptations. And I don't need to tell anybody that the music (laughs) is off the chain. That's all I'm going to say about that.
0: And that's and the, all
1: you need to say. <laughs> it's, 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 listen, you're looking for a good time. You need to come see Ain't Too Proud, because I'm telling you, it is a toe-tapping, hallelujah, yes, you know, experience, because not only did we get some of the best music that um, Motown had to offer, we also have an extraordinary book by Dominique Morisot, who is um, a sister who is also from Detroit and a very, very successful and rising star in terms of a playwright as well as a writer for television and soon film so we were very lucky to have her come on board and do the book and you know death mackenough the director tony award-winning my other producers tom pulse and ira piddleman tony award winners it's going to be hot so that's going to oh, be oh i can't wait for that The Kennedy Center and coming to Broadway in 2019. Oh, and it's also going to be at the Amundsen this fall in LA.
0: Oh, it's going to be here? Oh, great. Yes. We will definitely come down and cover that. Okay. Well, you know something? Oh, no, don't, not to worry. We will be there. Ron, thank you so much for everything you've done for all of us in our community in terms of lifting our stories and telling our stories. We can't thank you enough for that. And thank you well, for joining thank, me
1: today, too. Thank you so much. I appreciate the call. I enjoyed the conversation. And if anyone wants to track us, you know, we're on Facebook and Twitter and 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 we have a website, Com as well. Find out what Perfect. we're doing. And you can find what we have done if you haven't seen our work today.
0: Well, if they have it, they need to catch up. Got to <laughs> stay stay woke on this one, honey. Ron, thank you so much. Continue to keep us entertained and inspired by all of your stories. Thanks so much.
1: You take care.
0: Just want everybody to know you're listening to Hollywood Live Extra. I'm Tanya Hart. And don't forget to subscribe to Hollywood Live Extra on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. Make sure you download all of them. You don't want to miss any of them. And if you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review. Once again, I'm Tanya Hart. This is Hollywood Live Extra at AURN. Com.
1: Hollywood Live Extra, a product of American Urban Radio Networks.